Hey, Alliance family. <laughs> like you, I have a number of titles. Husband, dad, uncle, president. I like it when people still call me pastor. But the title that I seem to smile the most when I hear is the one Papa. I'm a grandfather. I absolutely love it. I can't take direct credit for that life coming into the world, but I did have something to do with it. Maybe that's part of what makes being a grandparent so fun is we are part of the family but don't have the same level of responsibility as the parents. Like any metaphor, this one will break down as well if you push it too hard, this metaphor of parenting and grandparenting. But over the course of the decades, across the globe, through church-sent, GCF-supported IWs, thriving networks of local churches now exist. If you follow these video blogs, you've seen me tell some of those stories. Vietnam, Indonesia, Philippines, France. Many of those networks of churches are now mission-sending churches, and the result of that then is that we're grandparents. <laughs> There's expressions of the church that are rising up in places that we have never personally gone as U.S. organized GCF-sent people. It's the result in a secondary fashion. So I'm excited to tell you that there's now Alliance expressions in places like French Guiana, Martinique, Guadeloupe, where no U.S. presence has gone, but the Alliance is beginning to arise. I'm in one of those kinds of places right now. We can't take personal credit for what's taking place here, or at least not direct credit by any means. All the glory goes to God. And, but the work has come through the broader Alliance family. And I just want to say, bienvenidos a Cuba. Welcome to Cuba. Bienvenidos a 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 Cuba. for a couple of reasons. One is I was invited to speak at the Cuban version of council. National gatherings they have every year for pastors, wives, families. What a joyful celebration. What fun it has been to be with the, with the, alliance, with the Cuban expression of the Alliance family. It's, it's, it's unique. It's fresh. It's vibrant. The worship is contagious. You just get sucked in to the joy that is expressed in their gatherings. Maybe some of that arises because of the hardship from which their stories arise. It's estimated that over 50% of our Cuban pastors come from single parent families. The level of social and family upheaval through the decades has left a lot of wreckage of humanity where in that soil, the gospel has come forward in a beautiful way in the lives of these young pastors. The Alliance in Cuba is only 23 years old. I'm here for the 23rd anniversary celebration. 
And it's the fruit of Peruvian, Chilean, Canadian alliance work through the decades when there was international tensions between the United States and Cuba. Obviously, some of those tensions still continue today, but it's with pleasure that we get to say we have the beginnings of an opportunity to be involved. The second reason I'm here is because a year and a half ago at our Alliance World Fellowship gathering, if you remember that video blog from Bangkok, I had the pleasure of signing a five-part agreement with Joel, the president of the Cuban Christian Missionary Alliance. This was carefully arranged by, by Tim Wendell, our international worker who has responsibility on a regional basis for this part of the world. But it's a five-point agreement where how do we as the U.S. Alliance come to best serve but not to mess things up? Over 70 churches now, the vision of planning having 120 churches by 2020. And so it's with joy that I say they have a vision, they have momentum toward that vision, got us at work, and they have a strategic plan for filling, fulfilling it. Those five points are church planting, that we could in some ways assist with some church plants. That may be the more difficult, uh, because friends, don't think in terms of a whole bunch of short-term teams coming down here in the next year or two. That's probably not going to happen. Their capacity for handling short-term teams is quite limited. Uh, the visa situation is very difficult, and U.S.-Cuba relations are still unfolding as we speak. But church planning is one of the things. A second is theological education. Their dream is to have three sites. It takes almost 24 hours to travel from one end of this island to the other. Not a single pastor of the Cuban Alliance has a car. That's actually not unusual, because so, so a small percentage of the population has a vehicle. The president owns the only one, and his couldn't come on this trip because it broke down in his driveway before we left. So we rented a bus, we made the event together, but I'm just saying they want to have three regional training centers so that uh, their pastors don't have to travel as far for ongoing education. Hardly any of them have a seminary or Bible college background. They come in out of the, raised up through the life of the church, start planning a church of their own, and then have these module kind of courses that are provided to them. So we want to help establish these three regional training centers. A third is pastoral care. One of our retired GCF missionaries is, is ministering in that, kind of, in that kind of way. Joel Martinez is, is helping them think through pastoral care responsibilities. Joel was actually born in Cuba. Administration is a fourth area. Just helping with some of the structures of, of how to put together uh, the finances and, and good organization and some of these things. Not to tell them how to do it, not to control it, but Joe Botana, Alliance Layman, was born in Cuba, has been on the board of directors of Christian Mission Alliance, and he's helping with that. Fifth and finally is the subject of missions that they want to become a mission-sending church themselves. This moves me. As I spoke of that at one of the large gatherings, there was just joy in the house. 300 people gathered at this uh, area, combined worship service uh, before the big conference began, and local churches got together for a night of praise and celebration, and, and we talked about them becoming a mission-sending church, and there was an enthusiasm that you can reach the world from Cuba because 
there's places that they can go that as U.S. citizens, we're really not welcome. So those are the five points of agreement that we've signed, and I'm here to learn how to best engage with that and what is not our part at this moment in time. A window of opportunity is open, and the local church leaders know that window might close at some point, but even still, there's only so many visas that are gonna be available. There's limited capacity for this leadership team here in Cuba to handle short-term teams. Uh, there's, there's various cultural and governmental situations that we have to be aware of. We're looking strongly to our uh, national leadership team here in Cuba and our IW team, Tim Wendell, regional director and others that understand this situation well and will be advising us as time goes on, when is it for us to engage and, and in what manner is that engagement appropriate? Certainly your continued support to the Great Commission Fund matters because through those funds, we are able to do some appropriate things here in Cuba. Certainly your prayers are essential. Spiritual warfare takes place in this country in very real ways. Uh, forms of Satan worship are, are, are very active. And one of the churches that I was in last night testifies that in his community that there was various forms of, of idolatry and Satan worship around the homes of his, of his church that have now stopped and the light of the gospel has come. That particular church has had the pleasure of meeting for six years growing each year and now has eight churches that they are planting. How, does, how, is this, how is this church planting thing going on? Well, let me say this. 75 churches in Cuba now, after 23 years, have 90 mission outposts. That's what they call a church plant before it, 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 it gets fully off the ground. 75 churches with 90 church plants? Are you kidding? Well, it's part of the beauty of the house church movement they are not, they are legal, they're, they're, they're legal in the eyes of the Cuban government, but they're not registered, and as a non-registered church, they are not allowed to build facilities, so they have to go house to house, and it's made them nimble. They've been raising up their own leaders from within, and the gospel is spreading in a fabulous way. I hope you've sensed some of the excitement in my voice. Physically, I'm very tired. We, yesterday was an 18-hour day, uh, preaching a lot. The joy of Jesus is in this place. The, the freedom of the life of the gospel, having come to people that once knew great bondage and difficulty is, is truly being expressed to the local church. So, Grandpa and Grandma, just for this moment, enjoy, celebrate. That God is at work. You had a part of it, but we don't directly control it. <laughs> Peace to you today.